Okay, anyways, thank you. <laughs> I'll get it out here in a second. I'm sorry. We're talking about the movie already. I'm starting laughing. Uh, welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And we're going to we're gonna do a sports movie because, well, we like sports movies here. <laughs> and this is a classic, if ever there was. We are going to do the 1989 movie Major League, and we will talk about the, the two sequels a little bit. Wow, where to begin with this one? Uh, <laughs> Joe Boo. All right, right off the bat. If oh, you, no if pun you, intended. Yeah, no, no If you're not aware, if you've not seen this movie or haven't seen it in a long time, you need to understand that Dennis Haysbert, who plays... Uh, um, He's What's the his all- first name? Uh, Pedro Serrano is his name. Pedro okay. Serrano. He is a Cuban immigrant who is uh, who is really into voodoo. This is the same guy that played the president in twenty and twenty four. He was also on uh, the wire, and he was on the wire. But more importantly, he is the Allstate guy that <laughs> <laughs> you always like. I told my mom that the recently. Allstate. I told my mom that recently. He's like, you know who that is? She's like, well, I was like that's Serrano. She's like. No, it's not. I'm like, no, that is Serrano. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Screw you, Joe Boo. I, I do, do it myself. myself. <laughs> Don't fuck with Joe Boo. <laughs> I already went there. It's a, oh, no. It's a rated R movie. We'll talk oh, about it. Oh, no. Uh, let's get into the cast right off the bat. Okay. Yes. You have Tom Berenger, Charlie Sheen. Yes. Corbin Burnson. Yep. You have uh, James Gammon. Yep. Who you might not know who that is. He he is the he plays Lou. The uh, he's got that real raspy. The manager. Voice, blah, blah, blah. You've seen him in a thousand things. Renee Renee Russo. This is like one of her one of her one first of her first, yeah. first yeah big roles. Wesley Snipes. Yep. Again, one of his first like really this is this is like pre white men can't jump and and um, yep. and uh, New Jack City and stuff that really made him into what what he would become. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is. Oh, of course, you got Jen, you've got Dennis Haysbert, uh, Bob Euchre. Yep. Oh, uh, let's see who else. Who else? Who else? Just yeah. a bit outside. That is probably the one. This that is one of the two lasting legacies of this movie. Yes, the other it is. one is the X version of Wild Thing. Yes. That you know the whole like you know the Ricky the Wild Thing Ricky Vaughn you know with him walking out and every you know and everything. And I love X. I've actually oh, yeah, seen X live. Yeah. I actually, the record shop that I'm always talking about, it's up mm-hmm. close to my house. They posted online on Facebook that they had a copy of Los Angeles on vinyl. Nice. And it's a second pressing, and it is now in my collection. Oh, I'm going to ask how much it costs. So. $24. Oh, that's not bad. It, it's mainly because there was a, it's well-loved. Okay. It's well-loved. Um, and believe me, when it comes to vinyl, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. And I'm when it comes to collecting vinyl, I'm collecting to listen to it, right? Not to right. Leave it in the sleeve. I have, I have just... recently purchased some more vinyl. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't stay away. I can't quit you. <laughs> I I still have your record player. I know. Okay, but we're gonna go ahead and talk about the the um, the soundtrack here a little bit. Yeah. Um, because it is, of course, we have Wild Thing by by X. Lyle Lovett yep. has a song, Crying Shame. Uh, there's a band called The Snakes. I'm not real familiar with them. There's one they called had a Beckett. Couple, they had a couple and, singles. Um, oh, they don't have... Uh, 
they don't have the listing for who did this one, but I don't know who it was. Randy Newman has a song. That's like the first thing you hear when yep. when you. Uh, it's uh, about it's, when it's the burn on. It's about the yeah the Cuyahoga River, River catching on fire yeah. outside of Cleveland because Randy Newman always wrote like really weird stuff. Uh, the Lonesome Ro- Romeos. Uh, James Newton Howard uh, has two songs on here: Trial and Error and, and Pennant Fever. Yeah, and then the the probably the outside of X, the biggest or, or Lyle Love it, I guess you'd say the biggest name on here is Bill Medley. He sings that song "Most of You," which is kind of the love theme for this. Yeah. Which is odd. But when we talk about the music, and we're going to jump to the very end for this, I always thought that was this was bizarre that at the end of it, you know, when we're you know, the big celebration and you win the big game and blah 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 blah, yeah. And it goes out on a on a, a slow song, yeah. You know, and it's that song that they're playing, and it's like that's kind of odd. I, I don't I don't understand that, you know. But well, it's cool. I get now, it because it was never about the baseball game. It's true. It was all about it was all about Jake and, and Jake and redemption. It's his redemption it, yeah, story really and is. getting his girlfriend back. Right. Here's the next. Here's there's one more song on here we're going to talk about and this is purely for us. And I didn't realize when I looked this up last night I was like, "Oh, we're definitely going to talk about this." <laughs> oh no. The song Hideaway. Okay. By the Beat Farmers. Oh, I forgot about the beef that farmers song. are from Nashville. Yeah, like, they that are. Was, yeah, and so it was kind of one of those like, oh wow, it's kind of it's kind of neat to see them. You know, that they I had were, forgotten that they had gotten a song on had, that soundtrack. I know, and it's because they had they had gotten you know one of those those late eighties record deals that they were passing out here amongst some of the rock bands that never went anywhere. Yeah, um, but yeah, it um, that <laughs> it was like, yay, one of us got out of Nashville, I know, exactly, and then they pulled him back in, <laughs> like they always did. Uh, so anyways. every time I think I'm out. So major league, um, the casting is spot on to begin with, and we'll get yeah. into, but we're going to talk about this stuff before we actually get into the movie because the movie itself, I think, and, and its sequels deserve a deep dive, I believe, because there's a lot going, there's a lot more going on than what you think. Yeah. Um, the casting, you know, it's one of those things, you know. Uh, you know, of course, Tom Berenger had been around for a while, yep. you know, and that kind of stuff. So he was, and he was like the big name in this. Like yes, he was. He's, you know, uh, this was, like you said, this was one of the first Rene Russo acting things yeah. that she had done. Um, and, and it's funny because starting here and going forward, like this was like the thing that really kind of pushed her into the, oh, hey, you know, we got this ex model who was actually a decent actress, you know, that we could. You know, we could, we could kind of push, you know. And, and she's a and redhead. She's, and she's gorgeous on top of She's all. a redhead. Uh, I know you and your redheads. Um, you you <laughs> like your crazy, apparently. I do so. like my crazy. <laughs> but as, as I am a redhead myself, my crazy matches. I'm going to leave that one alone. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the you next, probably, probably should because Miss Nay will get you for that. Probably the next biggest name at the time was Corbin Burnson. Yes. Because uh, he was, he was L.A. In, law. Yeah, L.A. Law and, and, and at the moment. it was huge. L.A. Law, LA law was a huge yeah, it was. show uh, in, the, in the, the mid and late 80s, you know. Um, Charlie Sheen. I mean, heck, they were even on Trapper Keepers. Yeah. I, I remember uh, being yeah, able no, to buy a Trapper uh, Keeper with the L.A. Law stuff on it. Charlie Sheen, of course, had done, by this time, had done Platoon. You yep. know, he'd been in. You know, he'd been he'd been in some stuff. Ferris Bueller. He was in Ferris Bueller. He was in uh, uh, Red Dawn. Yep. He was in. Um, I'm trying to think what else uh, at the time. Let's see what the time. I guess I can go and look it up. Um, one of the interesting things about Charlie Sheen that most people don't know is that um, 
Oh, he was in Lucas. I forgot about that. Oh, that was that was before yeah. this. Um, the Wraith was before this. Oh, I forgot about the Wraith. That's yeah. actually a fun USA Up All Night movie. Yeah, it really is. A Wall Street and Young Guns were both prior to this. Okay. Um, and Eight Men Out also, uh, which I think he's just got kind of like a small role in that one. Yeah. Have you ever seen Eight Men Out? It's all about the Black Scott, Black Sox scandal. Like the, it's been a very long time. Yeah, if I have. you know the shoeless Joe Jackson. Yeah, you know that kind of stuff. It's it's a good movie. Um, but you know he did two baseball movies here within a year of each other. People, a lot of people, unless you know much about Charlie Sheen, he that was his first. He wanted to be. He wanted to play Major League Baseball. Yeah, like he played. He was a pitcher college. in high school. He was yeah. When he. <clears throat> Found out that when he when he got this role, he went and started training, and they said that he was throwing like eighty five miles an hour. Well, he topped out at eighty five. Topped out at eighty five, yeah. And in an interview, he talks about how he started doing steroids, steroids to, do to beef up so he could do <laughs> yeah. better. So, uh, but he was like, "Oh yeah, I did steroids." Yeah, well, that, let's be honest. We're talking about Charlie Sheen steroids is the least of the world. We have to worry <laughs> yeah, about with true. the stuff he's done. That's true. Uh, um, the so basically, we we get through all of that. Uh, Wesley Snipes. Here's another interesting thing that I that I heard not all that long ago. Okay, um, somebody talking about this. Notice that you never really see Wesley Snipes doing much in this movie except for run. Yeah, they said the reason that they did that they had to cut around him because he has no athletic ability whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny considering that he was in White Men Can't Jump just a few a couple yeah. few years after this. I'm sure that you know but they did. They were like they were like we had to cut all around him of, you know, of him hysterical. on the field and stuff, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so so yeah, we we have this really and for the time, like in the eighties, this was an all star cast. Yes, I mean it this, was. this is you know, this is a big big deal. And, and, it, and it was even more so because the the Indians sucked. Oh, they were terrible. And that's the whole thing. The very first thing, you know, you see these shots of Cleveland. They're singing, you know, you're singing about the yeah. Cuyahoga River being catching on fire. And they start showing, like, all these 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 newspaper headlines about how yeah. bad the Cleveland Indians are, like, all through the years and that kind of stuff. Yep. The funny thing about this is that after this movie came out, the Indians got good all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because the owners of the Cleveland Indians suddenly went... Uh, they just made a movie mm-hmm, about how mm-hmm. bad we are, and it's a comedy. Right. So, um, so yeah, basically what had happened. And also, something else I learned. Uh, are you familiar with the name Georgia Frontier? Georgia Frontier? Wasn't she the owner of the L.A. Rams? She was. In Good Louis? job. Good job. Yeah. Yes, she was. And she got that... The she got ownership because her husband died, died. and she wound up inheriting that. They based, she was like a former um, showgirl yes, or something. and they she? based... The Rachel Phelps character yeah. off of her. Um, of course, now the Rams are back. Back in L.A. Cause yeah. it, and this whole thing. She moved the Rams from L.A. to St. Louis, which is where she was from. Yeah. And then, and now, you know, she died several years ago, and it, the the ownership was bought out, and they moved them back to L.A. Yeah. So, which um, St. Louis is still hacked about. Hell, you know. They've lost two. two well, you know, it's funny. We're already on our tangent. St. Louis has lost two professional yeah. football teams. Most people, the Cardinals were. I remember I, it was I, a I St. Louis Cardinals football team. I remember when it was St. Louis Cardinals football team. Then they moved to Arizona. Yep. And then, of course, then they got the Rams. Yep. And then the Rams moved a few years back to, to L.A. again. Yep. But L.A. had lost two professional teams as well. Well, yeah. Now, the funny thing with that is that 
Oakland has lost the same team twice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they have. Cleveland lost the Browns at one point, but then they, they have the Browns again, you know, because yeah. they moved to Baltimore. But, yeah, L.A. has lost the Raiders twice. I mean, excuse me, uh, Oakland has lost the, the Raiders twice <laughs> yeah. to two different cities. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry. The reason the Raiders are as bad as what they are, and by bad, Al I Davis. mean, yeah. I mean I know. mean. Oh, um, no, yeah. Oakland. They're from Oakland. What they're do you from expect? Oakland. You, I remember the Raiders being that scary, frightening. Oh, yeah. Well, there was all kinds eat of. your children fans. There was all kinds of. From the Madden era. Yeah. Of, of I mean, the, the players were like that. And yeah. And the fans, it just translated to the fans. You know, I mean, that's you go back, you look at like you know, Lyle Alzado and you know different people like that yeah. that played for him. Going to a like, Raiders man, game. It, it, it was felt, taking your hands, your life in your own well, hands. Well, it was like and, going and visiting the Road Warrior. Yeah, it really was in a lot of ways. I know. It's funny. We're talking about football in the middle of a movie about baseball. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, the, the Cleveland Indians, you know, like they've been around for a long time. And again, they, they weren't good for many, many, many years. They haven't been good. Well, let's see. They, I think it was the early two thousands that it wasn't no five that they made it to the world series and lost or something like that. It's been, it's been it's in been the last 20 years. It's been a while, but they did have a pretty decent run. Uh, you know, uh, Oral Hersheiser yeah. pitched for them and got them to the, 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 I think they actually wound up going to the, in, in over like a 10 year period, they wound up in the the uh, World Series like three times. They lost every time. Yeah. But they did make it to the World Series, you know, multiple times. Um, and a lot of people have, have looked at this movie and like, oh, yeah, after this movie, all of a sudden they got good, you know. <laughs> um, but so basically what happens is that with, uh, you know, Rachel Phelps, she inherits this this team from her husband who died, and so she wants to move them to Miami. Because like, she wants to lay she in hates the sun, Cleveland. Hates she Cleveland. hates Cleveland, you know. And so, she's found an escape clause in the if they, National League. Because they, they've been bad for a long time. Yeah, but in, but yeah. if their attendance drops below a certain point. 800,000 total for the entire season. Yeah, they can actually pick the whole team up and just move it to wherever. Yes, yes. And um, and this was before, you know, there was the uh, the Marlins. Yep. Um, and um, so this, that this was, again, this is, you know, there was no team in Miami, you know, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, they. She's got this plan. So what she does is she basically guts the team and, you know, hires a manager who's. Which again, I love the uh, I love the, the reference that uh, Lou has been the manager for the Toledo Mudhens yeah. for years. Which if you've ever watched Mash, you heard heard Klinger talk about the Toledo Mudhens. Oh you yeah, know, minor league team. So she wants to hire him as a manager, and they basically let all of their star players go. Uh, and they and they are they're 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 running through and all the people who are invited to camp are either over the hill or have have never been any anywhere or well, I mean if, just there's even the lines like you want us to invite these people this guy's dead mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then scratch him off, off the, the list. list exactly you know that kind of stuff yeah uh, and so it's uh you know and when we first meet some of the guys like uh, Jake is in playing in a Mexico Mexican league yep. and he's hung over and he thinks it's a it's it's funny because no one believes that it's actually the Indians calling you know <laughs> yeah. and he's like is this who, who he's, he's like he, you leave me alone I'm hung over you know so the <laughs> scene is he's in bed he has a sombrero over his face and there's two different women in the bed yeah, with him. yeah. <laughs> same thing with Lou yeah you know whenever Lou's he's actually like, a tire place yeah he's, he's so entire and he's like let wow. me think about it like you want to think about it he's like, like yeah i've got I've, a rotation there. i've got a tire i got rotation. a guy on the other line that's interested <laughs> in a set of white wall yeah tires. that's what it is yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I'll get to you as soon then, as I can. And then they call Ricky Vaughn, and he's like, uh, so "We I'm, need you there in six six weeks." He's like, "I, I don't think I'm, I'm going to be able to make, make it because he's in jail, yep. prison. <laughs> he's in prison. prison. Yes, he is in prison. There's a difference between prison and jail. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and you know the different stuff. You see this kind of you know the bringing them back. It's it's kind of the replacements kind of get into it where they bring in the one guy yeah. from prison. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, right back that's, to football. <laughs> that's no, well, I think we've talked about this before. The replacements is basically a pro football version of necessary roughness. I yeah. mean, those movies are identical. Yeah. I are. mean, identical except one's college football and one's pro football. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it's one of those things where, you know, they're bringing everybody in and, and of course, and then someone shows up who wasn't even invited to camp. Calling himself uh, Willie Mays, Willie Mays Hayes, you know, and it's like they're like, I have no idea who this person is. It's just like <laughs> He's, he, he kind of talks and says his, he wasn't invited. Yeah, and, and just yeah. and they, in fact, they wait until everybody's asleep in the clubhouse, right, and they take him, the, and then the security guards go in and take him bed and all off the top bunk, and they put, and him, put him, him out in the parking yeah. lot. So they're running, they're running forties. Yep, uh, and he wakes up and sees it, and like outruns the t- like. Comes from behind, outrun the guys that are you know that are that are running, yeah, that are, that are actually running and the forty. Lou looks at his partner, exactly. and goes, "Get that, get him, get, get him a jersey, yeah, get him <laughs> get a uniform. uniform, yeah." So it, it's one of those things where you got all these misfits, you know. You've got that's you, we find out about Serrano, yep, uh, immigrated from uh, Cuba for religious freedom. Um, you've got uh, what was the the pitcher's name? He was over the hill, Eddie. Uh, was it Eddie? Eddie. Yeah, you got Eddie. Who's the devout Christian who's yeah. reading Hustler on the airplane. <laughs> and it's one of those things where he's talking to Ricky later. Yeah. And he's like, what's all that? And he's like, oh, this is, uh, he's like, what, this has been gay. This is, yeah, he's, I got. Uh, this is, this has been gay. This is Vaseline. This, this is Vagicil. Yeah, like, and, and if the, if the umps start, if the umps start, uh. Asking me questions, I just rub a little uh, jalapeno on my nose, and then I can like I can get snot and use. It. He's like, you put snot on a, on a baseball. He goes, one day you will too. It's like <laughs> at my age, I take every advantage exactly. I can, and you will too. Yeah. So he's the again the over the hill pitcher, you know, washed up pitcher, yeah. and um, just some real characters. I mean, just some real characters all the way around. Yeah. The <laughs> so uh, and, and the whole thing with Jake is that. Apparently he had been on the roster before. Yeah. And but he's had problems he's a catcher and he's had problems with his knees, which happens to a lot of catchers. Yep. Um, I mean a lot of them. And so this is he knows this is my last shot. Well like, they even they it. even make a reference like well, this guy's not bad. You yeah. know, we, we should have had him two years ago. Two years ago, we did. We did. He's like, well, we should have had him four years ago. Yeah, you know? it, it, and it is kind of one of those. Uh, they don't even remember that he was on the team, right? And, and you know, and Lou even comes around to him later and says, "Hey, can you make the throw to second base? Because I need somebody on this team that's gonna that's going to, uh, um, uh, you know, be a leader on the field." Oh, we also forgot about uh, Roger Dorn. Oh, uh, yeah. this is this is this is uh, Corbin Burnson's character. He comes in shortstop. Yeah, he's no, he's a Third base. Is he, he third plays base? Third base. Yeah. He's but the thing is, is that like he is he's not over the hill, but his love for baseball is not as great as his love for money these days. He's not well, playing baseball he had for the baseball good, anymore. He had the good contract right. and he invested well. Right. And so he is more concerned about saving his 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 money you know and his body and all that kind of yeah. stuff so it's one of those things you know he's not you know if there's a ball that, that's hit down that he has a stretch for he's trying to just like throw his glove out and catch it without putting his body and you know sacrificing his body and that kind he's of a stuff. shortstop he is a shortstop no he plays third base 
Yeah, he's at third base. Go look it up. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up because I think he's a shortstop. Now he plays third base, and uh, so it's a. And of course, he likes to to you know, he likes to uh, raz the rookies. Of course, so he like goes after Ricky right off the bat, you know, and starts making fun of him and stuff. And uh, there's some real tension between the two of them. So. Sorry, I need some more coffee there. So uh, we kind of get into it, and of course Jake kind of takes R- Ricky under his wing, and you know he's kind of trying to show him the rope as well as you know as as Willie Mays Hayes. Um, and they're out to dinner one night, and he sees he sees someone. And uh, are you still looking it up? Uh, keep, keep going, <laughs> keep talking. I'm telling you, he's a third baseman because that's the whole thing. Like at the end of it, he comes walking from third base. And he makes the he makes the snag uh, between third and short, and uh, gets the and gets the throw out at first. Remember? Mm. <laughs> anyway, we'll so, find this. I know, I know. So he, um, anyway. So Jake sees um, Renee Russo's character, who is Lynn Wells. Yes, and she's on a date. He thinks, yeah. So he like he goes and. He call, goes to the bar and calls he her. He calls from the bar. her from the bar and like and you know say hey you know so they go and say hey you've got a phone call and he's talking to her and she's like how did you know and and he's kind of talking about oh this is where you know I took you or that's where I took you when after you got your masters and blah 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 you had this great black dress yeah and then she looks over and sees him you know and so it's one of those things they haven't seen each other in a while and and um, we find out over the course of this you know it's kind of one of those things that they were together for. A, apparently a long time yeah and uh she was an ex-athlete she was an alternate on the was it the 1980 swimming uh, swimming olympic olympic team yeah and um you know she was um in the 200 and 200 medley medley i'm sorry 200 medley <laughs> and uh so it, but it's one of these things she's dating this guy and, and apparently they're engaged you know so uh, but of course jake is not dissuade she's like no i gotta win her back you know because she was the one you know and uh let's let's talk about that for a minute because i remember this is the first time i'd seen the movie in quite a while um and i remembered there being more to that story than there actually is (laughs) (laughs) there's not a whole lot there's really not they have this exchange and then like he's trying to find out where she lives and so he follows her home one night where he thinks is home um and it come to find out it's actually her fiance's place and he walks in on a party yeah. <laughs> and there's a whole lot that happens there and then he uh, later on he sees her at a game and so he follows her to her real home and they wind up having sex that night you know and everything yeah and then he goes to, like they after a long road trip he goes to see her again and she's gone like she's moved out she's moved in with the guy yeah and then we don't see her again till the end of the movie when they're you know when they're celebrating and she's there and she shows him that she doesn't have the ring and that's it you know it's like they're they're together from from their own and it's one of those things where it's it's actually the two of them together i thought were, were a really good combination you know tom berenger and Renee Rousseau because they they definitely had chemistry on screen and he, yeah. they were they looked like a believable couple you know so many times in movies you see that we're like there's yeah. no way but they you know? had chemistry but they, they were like no i would put these these two i could see them being together this is you know um, Rick, it, it never really gives. He, he played third base. Believe me, nah, I think he's I've a seen the stop. I've seen the movie enough times. It, uh, 
Um, All right, somebody let us know. Because <laughs> that's the thing. When they're, when they're when they're taking a batting practice at the first, you know, like whenever you know they're and they're fielding the balls and stuff, he he keeps like throwing his glove out. He's playing up. He's not playing back like a like a shortstop does. And he instead of like laying out for the ball that's coming to him, he just like keeps trying to like reach for it and it keeps getting through the through both of them because of it because the other guy not actually he might not, be right. The shortstop's not backing up like he should like he should. I played baseball and softball for years so it's one of those things i was always i i was the king of backup somebody's going for the ball like you know if i'm playing like you know left field or something you know and like it's it's hit to you know to to, to center field or in softball to, to left center I'm, like, I'm back there in case it gets past you know or yeah, any i was number a basketball I was always, guy so yeah, go see, ahead i love see that's the thing i thought when i was a kid i thought i was going to grow up to be a baseball player like I was really, like really into playing baseball. Oh, short to be a stormtrooper, aren't you? Yeah. Hey, it doesn't matter in baseball, man. If you're short <laughs> and you're playing baseball, that means your strike zone is small. Well, <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. Uh, you know that that's a uh, baseball is kind of one of those sports that everybody kind of believes that they would have a shot at playing. You know, because it's one of those things you don't have to be tall, you don't have to be, you know. There's really no body type for for baseball. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, of course, you have to be athletic. You have to have some ability. That's not true. What was that? What was the basically the softball dad that was pitching for was the Brewers for a while? Oh yeah, yeah. That dude was huge. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. There's really, but yeah, he was huge. But it's like but what an arm. There was, but there's there's been plenty of those guys. Was he know, was that, a closer or something? Yeah. What was the guy's what name? What was that guy's uh, name? Uh, I know who you're talking about, but I'm talking about like like you go back and look at like Fernando mm-hmm. Valenzuela. You know, he put on a lot of weight, and I'm not talking yeah. about like muscle. You didn't really start seeing like a lot of like jacked baseball players until like the late '80s, and that's when you're talking about like your Jose Cansecos and your um, um, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds, and uh, uh, what's his name, Cleveland or not Cleveland, uh, St. Louis. Uh, broke oh, the you're record. talking about uh, Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire. You know, he also was at the A's with Canseco. You know, you yeah. started seeing those guys Don't all you of be a sudden. Bad mouthing my I'm Cardinals. Just, now. I'm just talking. I'm just saying that you know, you started seeing those guys who really started like really, you know. You go back and look at like Babe Ruth. I mean, Babe Ruth was just a big fat guy. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, but I mean, he but was. He could swing. He could swing. You know, and that guy, he also was playing hungover most days. So. <laughs> that, it just means he didn't have to era, limber up for the game. That era of baseball was completely <laughs> different than than what we know now. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that but that was more of the you know it, it was all about like pitching and catching and you yeah. know running and hitting you know type stuff and so it's like oh yeah you know it's not like basketball where you need to be you know tall and and you know that kind of stuff and or you'll be able to jump you know well or or like football where they specialize it down to like oh well this is the prototype we want for this position and blah 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 you know um so it's baseball i I guess that's probably why it's kind of always been thought of as the great american pastime you know back to back to the movie now chemistry between well yeah so that that's a nice Again, I I I'll I've I'll going into watching it last night. I was really looking forward to seeing those moments again because I remembered it even from like yeah. back watching it in '89 and being like, oh yeah, like there's there this is good. Like I like this is not only this is a believable love story. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and we really, also find <laughs> and really this is a this is a two type movie. Yes, this is a uh, passing of the torch movie mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. Rick's character to the younger guys. And it's a love story. 
You talking about Jake's character? Jake's yeah, character. Jake's character. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. Like, and that's the whole thing is that you know like when they're the night before when he sees her before the, the opening game. Yeah, you know, and he's doing the he's like, hey, to baseball and to one more, you know, yeah. one last day in the sun, you know, type stuff because he knows he knows that this is it. Yeah, you know, and so. It is, um, and then you have, you know, you have Ricky and, and yeah. Lily coming up and, and Serrano, you know, and those guys. So yep. it's like, okay, these this is going to be the next, what what's happening you, you here. You basically got the old wash-up guys that are, right. this is their last summer. Right, and same and, thing with Eddie, you know. It's yeah, a, and you got the young guys that are coming up correct. that hopefully are going to do something. Right. So, but you've also got that wrapped up in this love story between Jake yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, and Lynn. Yeah. Lynn. So yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's really kind of nice that that whole like I said that whole thing. Now the one thing with them I want to get to is whenever he goes to the library to her work and they're talking, <laughs> and she's like, he's like, man, we were always so good together. She was like, yeah, we were until I, I found you, you know, um, I, I found you wrapped around a, a stewardess, or I came home one night and found you in the in the the guest bedroom wrapped around a stewardess, and he was like, I was defending your honor. She said you. You had a better body. She had a better body than you, and I had to prove her wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something you would say. Sounds like something you would and say. It's funny because she's like, I know I have a better body than her. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, everybody in the library turns, turns around, around and looks. And like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Very much not something that I ever actually did, but definitely something that. I would have said in a situation like that when I was much younger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling you out on it. Uh, but the other thing is that with, um, with Dorn, he's married also. Yep. And um, he's not faithful either. Uh, and this is, this is getting later. Okay, let's get into the story before we get in because because this plays yeah. into later in the story. So um, um, what's her name? Uh, is it Patty? Um, Rachel Phelps, Rachel Phelps. Yeah, so she's trying to get rid of. So she keeps, you know, she's got all these bad, and then they, they're like, they're not losing enough. So she starts taking away stuff like they're, you know, like she doesn't. Rather than getting a new, uh, a new whirlpool, she's, she keeps fixing the old one, but it keeps breaking, and they, yeah. and and then she like stops letting them fly on. A, a, turns a, off the hot water heater. Turns off the, the water. Yeah. yeah, and then there's also the, the you know she she. They're not flying on like 747s anymore. They're flying on the old team plane. Yeah, which is like, like you from know, the 1940s. Props. Yeah, it's yeah. a prop plane. And then she gets rid of that completely, and they're just on a bus. And they're on the Indians' bus. Yeah, so it's one of those things that she's she's trying to get them to tank. They're not doing horribly, but they're not doing well. Like they're they're they, I think they were like I think at one point they say they were they were like seven games out of first. You yeah. know, and so it's kind of one of those things where they find out what's going on. Like what the other the um. Oh, what's the general guys? manager? The general manager comes and talks to Lou, and, um, and tells him what's and going tells on. him what's going on. So he goes to the guys and he's like, "All right, this, this is, is what's, what's happening." Yeah. And so they're all like, "Oh, screw her! We're going to well, win this." They're like, "You know," he's like, "This is your only shot mm-hmm. because she's going to pick the team up and she's going to move it to Miami, and then every, every single, single one of you, of you is gone. fired, yep. and they're going to hire an all-star team." Yep, and. uh so they decide they got to win and the pennant. At that point, Jake goes, "Well, there's only one thing to do. Yeah, we got to win the whole thing, right?" And so they they get behind it and they go on a a, a big winning streak. And well, there was some motivation behind the winning streak too, though. Oh well, they had a they have this. They she's an ex she's an ex uh, showgirl. 
Yep. And so they have this cutout of her that has like a, a leopard it looks dress like a, on it. Yeah, but skin tight leopard right. skin dress. But the thing is, is that every there was however many games is left. There's thirty three games. Thirty three games. And every time they win, they take off a piece of the dress. Yep. And when we get down to the last one, and she's standing there, they, they've got her covered, you know. But she's standing there topless with pasties on. Yeah. You know, and she's got there's a, there's a little there's a little word bubble that says I hate you guys or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it's like so their motivation is all that. Now it comes down to a final game with okay, the Yankees with the Yankees so Dorn's wife is at home watching um, they're on the road they're on the road and she's watching a, a live like from the from the hotel with them coming back before yep. they come back they're celebrating the game they're celebrating winning the game and being one game away from winning the pennant right and she sees in the background Roger Dorn, her with, husband, her husband with a blonde, a blonde girl, and they leave, and they're you know he they're like he's like she's like hugging all up on him, and they leave and they leave the out the back together and everything. So she decides she's gonna get some revenge. Well, Dorn and Ricky have had problems all along. Like he is Dorn has uh, he has hazed Ricky to no end. Yes, I he mean just, just on and on and on. Yeah. So she knows that. He, you know, that there's there's some tension there. So Ricky doesn't know her. So she goes. He Ricky finds out that he's not going to pitch in the final game because he's had some problems with the Yankees. They're playing the Yankees. He's had some problems with them. So he's not going to start major problems. Yeah, he's, he's he's given up all kinds of runs against them. Yeah. So they uh, she so, goes to the hotel and finds him at the bar drinking. And so it's one of those things. She starts hitting on him, and they go back to his place. Yep. And. A little little while later, he wakes up and she's getting dressed, and she's like, "I got to get going. I, uh, my husband's back in town." And she, he's like, "Your husband?" She's like, "Yeah." And she introduces herself, yeah, as Dorn, and, you know. And he's like, he gets this look on his face. She's like, "Yeah, my husband's Roger Dorn," and he's just like, "Uh." And he's evidently <laughs> sharing a place with, with Jake, Jake because she walks out. She's like, "Oh, hey, Jake." And Jake's just like, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> and he walks in. And Ricky's sitting inside the bed. He goes, "I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know who she was." I know. So then we cut to a scene where he show, it shows Roger coming home, and she's sitting there, and he's like, "Oh," or he's like, "Oh, I'm getting ready to go to the to the." the the game you know and she's like hey i need to tell you something and yep. so when they get to the when they get to the clubhouse he's he's walking uh, jake's well, walking in with ricky he's like uh i think it's best you go ahead and get dressed and go to the go to the to the bullpen so early early so early there's not before a he gets here and then later when when dorn does come in he goes up to jake he's like hey you seen ricky and he's like uh no why no. he's like well just tell him i, I won't talk to him whenever just very casually i need to talk to him whenever you get a chance yep you know <laughs> so it's kind of one of those like oh okay <laughs> which yep let's be honest it's not ricky's fault okay this is he got used. he got used and you know that's she didn't he didn't know who she was she didn't disclose that information up front no and then she only reason she did it later is because she was trying to get back at dorn yeah that's absolutely. the only reason which i don't blame her because you know let's be honest i mean I, get into the fidelity yeah i, I blame I mean, the people you know that, that that do that kind of stuff um if you're just going on a strictly like well he was out Y'all, around now i you know y'all keep it in your pants you'll be better <laughs> off what they always say you know, it's, uh, keep it in your pants so <clears throat> so anyway um they get into the game and it's come down to the ninth or yes the ninth inning yep and eddie is done 
I mean, he he's just wore he's wore out. He hasn't got anything left, and and they call Ricky in. They to call be the in closer. Ricky to be the closer. Of course, we get the iconic scene of him like walking out. And they're playing wild thing, and everybody's screaming, and you know, and they're singing along, and and it's like this big thing. And he he walks up, and of course, Jake's talking to him, he's like, "Hey, just take it easy, you know. Just we're gonna." Let's do that. You know, let's just take this one pitch at a time and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he's warming up and then Dorn calls timeout. And walks to And walks right up there and Jake's like, oh, no. (laughs) And he walks over. He asks for the ball. Ricky hands it to him. And he sits there. He looks at him. He goes, strike this. I forget. He he says something. I think he says strike this motherfucker out or something like that. Let's get this done. uh, Strike this dude out. Yeah. And he hands him the ball back and walks back to third base. Which gives Ricky all the. He's like. Because he's sitting there like he's gonna he's gonna pop me. I know he is right yeah. here in front of everybody. He's like, okay, okay. I have as an, an ex pitcher, I have a a, a a problem with what what happens here. Okay, okay. They need one. They need one one strikeout. <laughs> you know, they need one out. But they got bases loaded. Okay. Yeah. Dorn, or excuse me, not Dorn. Jake, you know, is giving him the sign for, you know, and yeah. he, he he's he's calling for you know I don't know what they're. It probably like what a changeup, probably up or a changeup or a slider. Yeah. You know, it might be a you know a, a curveball or something. But Ricky keeps like waving, waving off, off. The, the signals. He wants the fastball, and I'm like, look, dude has been lighting you up all season on this fastball, and it's one of those things. I know they did it for dramatic, for dramatic you know, and he throws the first one and he swings and misses, and it's like 96 miles an hour, yeah, or 95 miles an hour, and then so. Jake's like, all right, well, let's do it again, you know? And then he throws the next one, and it's like, was it 97 miles an hour or something like yeah. that? I know that in the last one, he gets the strikeout. It's, it's 100, 102 miles an hour. 101. It's 101 miles an hour, you know, which is, which is great and all. There is, if I am managing, I am saying, look, the last thing you want to do is throw the ball right down the middle for a guy that's been lighting you up on that ball for all season long. Okay? Well, I mean, even on the third one, Lou is over in the dugout going, going uh, yeah, uh, give yeah. it to him. Kid. I know, but it's still one of those things where it's like, okay, you're playing you're playing a dangerous game there. Okay? Yeah. That, that's just from years of doing that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but he, they get it. They, you know, they go over and then, of course, it's tied. It's a tie ball game. Yeah. And, um, so uh, Willie Mays Hayes comes up first. He beats out a throw to first to get to get on. Yep. He steals second, and uh, Jake's up to bat. Yep. And Jake hurt himself earlier, like he pulled a hamstring, so he doesn't got a whole lot. So he's like basically trying to get. No, he pulls a hamstring on the way. No, he pulled it before that. Did he? Yeah. They showed that it was like earlier in the, the evening, like the last at bat. Yeah, that he, you, had. he pulled right. a hamstring on the way to first. Um, and, but this is kind of his, like, he, he pretty much knows this is my last, this could be my last at bat yeah. ever. So he does the whole, like, he calling does the, a shot. He does you know, the, the Babe Ruth right, call, you know? call my shot. But deal. he knows that it, that's not what he's going to do. He's actually going to bunt because yeah. he's trying to, he, basically what he wants is he wants Actually, for, he, he calls his shot. And then they throw at him. And they throw at right. him and they hit him. No, he didn't hit him because it would put him on if they hit him. Oh, you're uh, right. They, you're they, right. You're right. And then, and then, then he, he, looks up, at, he looks at Lou and he signals... No, he had already done that before. Had he already done yeah. that? Because he knows that uh, because what it was is that. I was thinking he didn't do no, that until after he threw. No. Threw it. What it was, he got up there first, and then um, uh, Willie stole second base. Yeah. Okay. 
on a I think it was on a strike or something. But he he stole second base. He got there, and that's when he looks at Lou and he's like, "Yeah, hey, you're look, right. You're right. You're me, right. You're right." I'm going to bunt this, and if Willie, if he steals, if he takes off, I can bunt this, and there's going to be you know, there's no outs at this point. Yeah. So it's one of those things where basically they're going to try to get the easy out at first. Yeah. And um, then it's a you know they they can maybe get you know. Uh, they can maybe get the. It's a whole strategy thing. Yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah, what yeah. it comes out of baseball. So it, he 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 does a he calls his shot on the second pitch, and that's when he throw the, the pitcher throws at him. Yeah, and then he gets up and and Bob Euchre is the play by play guy here, and he's a he's he's a character man. Um, we're gonna talk about him and, and somebody else here in a minute when we get to the to the after this. So it's one of those things. He gets back up, he calls his shot again, and then the ball comes in and he bunts. Yep. Um, between between third and, and the pitcher's mound, basically, you know, coming back towards towards the short the shortstop. But the pit, that that's in that situation, that is a that's the the um, third baseman's ball to get. Yeah. So he goes. He, it's third baseman gets it, and somehow Jake winds up legging out getting to first base but he fall I mean he, it's one of those things he falls because I mean, his his hamstring is just done yeah. you know uh, and Willie being as fast as he is rounds third and comes home and beats the beats the uh, the tag slides the, in yeah, slides sorry. around the tag and, and beats the tag and and they end up they win the game so you know they won the pennant they're going to they're going to the, the playoffs you know yeah as they're celebrating Dorn comes in and grabs Ricky and they hug and then he backs off and punches him right in the face. Knocks him, <laughs> knocks clean, him clean down. Yeah. And then goes over and picks him up and they start celebrating again. <laughs> yep. Because that's kind of the way guys fight. <laughs> Especially in that situation. Yes. Yep. Because Dorn knows the kid just made him a whole exactly, lot of money. Exactly. So it, it's one of those things and that's where the movie ends. They made the playoffs. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Okay. Uh, two things let's talk about before we move on to the sequels. Uh, have you seen either of the sequels? Or? It, I haven't seen them in a very long okay. time. Have you seen I, both of them? I knew I should have watched both of them again. I, I wasn't going to because it's one of those things that really and truly there's no reason to go through them point by point. No. But I've seen both of them uh, enough to where it, we can talk. It, it, I, I can't. Okay. It, it's been so long since I've seen them, I can't. So, um, Bob Euchre. Yes. Uh, is the, uh, you know, he's the play-by-play well, play guy. Doyle. Uh, I forget what it was, but you know, that's, you know, as Dave said, you know, just a bit outside, which is funny because that has been one of the lasting legacies of this movie that you have heard all kinds of play by play guys say ever since oh, yeah. that was coined in 1989. Uh, and it's one of those things where, you know, he's, he's, you know, they start off at the beginning of the season. They're like, oh yeah, they're going to suck again this year, you know, and you see the progression over time. The other one is you see the three fans in the outfield. Okay. Uh, you know, and they're out there, they've got the, you know, the, They've got the the um, the drum, Harry you know, Doyle. Yeah, Harry they've got Doyle. the drum, you know, and they're doing all the stuff, and they and they're kind of little interstitials where they're arguing about, oh, you know, yeah. this and that, and blah 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 blah. What do you mean it's too high? And it's too high. What what wasn't you, too high. What, what, what are you it's, talking it's, about? Yeah, it's too high for what? You know, exactly. Well, you know, it's and then, yeah, they're arguing about all this stuff. Yeah. When we get into the sequel, okay, we find out that they got swept in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, just like taken apart okay yeah uh they come back and it's one of those things where jake just can't play anymore so he moves into a an assistant manager in a managerial role with yeah. lou um renee russo is in one scene 
in, yep. in, in that. Literally, it's one of those things where he's telling her that this whole thing, they're at their apartment or whatever. She's never in it again. Yep. Like, they got her back for that one scene or whatever. Um, Wesley Snipes does not return as William Mays Hayes. It's Omar Epps playing that role. Yep. And he's become a power hitter. And the, like he's been bulking up, you know, he's like, oh, I'm a power hitter now, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's funny because we, we, we see him like, yes, he's a power hitter, but he also has a tendency to leave it on the track, on the morning track, <laughs> rather than getting it over and, you know, type stuff. And uh, yeah. Ricky has, Ricky Vaughn has changed his image. Now he's, you know, he's gotten this big contract and, and he's wearing a suit and he's no longer, you know, uh, you know, he doesn't have the zigzag haircut anymore. He's not ripping the, the uh, sleeves, the off, sleeves of off of everything, you know. Um, uh, Roger Dorn is now part owner of the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Um, and he's more concerned with like, hey, when are we going to have a Roger Dorn appreciation night? You know, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Serrano's still around. Eddie retired. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, that's pretty much all of the the main characters. But in the second, we also have a new catcher. Uh, he's a young guy. He's got a lot of potential, but his concentration's a little off. You know, like he like. He'll like throw the ball to second base and it'll go like all the way into the center field, or you know, I mean, just like that kind of stuff. And so Jake is kind of mentoring this guy. This so he, he's the new wild thing. Yeah, he kind of. But he's he's this real like he's a hayseed, you know, like he's he's brought literally brought up from a farm league, you know, type stuff. And and they're like, no, he's got a lot of potential. We just need to figure out how to get him to focus, yeah. you know. And I remember Jake like he was like, you read Playboy, right? And he's, he's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, do you know the, uh, uh, like all the, the stats on the, on the centerfold, you know, he's like, oh yeah, you know, Miss June, blah, blah, blah. And I can say, okay, think about that. Focus on that whenever you're getting ready to throw the ball or whatever, you know, rather than the ball going over, you know, worrying about whatever. And so that becomes his, like, he's thinking about the stats on this play, these play playmates that keeps his head, his head focused. So he's not throwing wild, you know, it's, it, it is what it is, you know? Also in that one, we get a new, and I'll have to, I'm not going to look it up. We get a new character who is uh, from uh, the Japan league, the Japanese league. Oh. He's an outfielder and he's crazy. And him and uh, Serrano, like having issues, you know, <laughs> he keeps talking about how Serrano, he's like, you have no marbles, you have no marbles, you know, and it's, just, it's just this whole thing, you know, where, <laughs> oh, see, now I might have to go back and watch this thing. And, uh, you know, it's kind of the same thing they're having again. Um, what's her name winds up coming in and, and repurchasing her slate in the, in the whatever. And she still wants them to tank, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. They wind up, they're having problems with the Yankees. One of the guys that they had signed in the off season, they wind up getting rid of him. He goes to the Yankees and he's causing all kinds of problems for him. Yeah. You know? And it's a whole, like them getting past it. Also, we find out that Ricky had a girlfriend that he just kind of like walked out on one day until she's back. And, and it's all about Ricky, like re, becoming a wild thing again you know where he's not you know he's not worried about yeah. his portfolio and you know and all that kind of evidently dorn got a hold yeah, of him uh, yeah so it's one of those things we see all these characters you know yeah. when we get to the third uh the third one is, or is called it's major league three back to the minors we only have like two returning um characters I know uh, Ricky's one of them. No, Ricky's not in it. It's not Ricky. Do- Roger Dorn is one of them. Okay. He is now, um, he's the owner of the Minnesota Twins. And this is the their farm league. You know, this is their minor league team. Okay. Uh, Scott Bakula is the, ma- is the main character. And he's like a, a pitcher that's 
washed up and they, they was like no i want you to manage the, the farm league you know like i want you to manage our, our minor league you know kind of stuff um but uh serrano is there he's like the only okay. one that's there on a regular like he's gone back down to the minors because he again he's having problems with the curve you know that kind of stuff um ted mcginley is in the movie he plays the actual manager of uh, the menace of the, the twins. Okay. And basically what it, he's like, he's like, Oh, the farm leagues, you know, they're all washed up and blah, 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 you know, kind of stuff. And it's kind of like this whole thing between the two of them, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's an all right sequel. It's not as good as the second one. And it's kind of one of those, like there was a lot of potential there, but they, it was just kind of like, I think it kind of feels more like a cash grab than anything. You know, obviously yeah. there's a one guy, you know, he's kind of, he's a, he's a pretty good hitter. Uh, but all he can do is pull the ball to left field, and it's one of those things. He gets the call up, and, of course, they pitch around him where he can't hit that way. You know, they keep, you know yeah. Scott Bakula keeps kind of like, no, you need to learn how to hit opposite field or how to do this or that kind of stuff, and he's kind of arrogant and like, well, I can already, you know, like, power one, you know, pulling it to, to left field and everything. And So it's kind of a, him going up and then getting sent back down to the minors because, you know, of his arrogance and and it winds up in this ridiculous like Scott Bakula said some stuff about the way the twins are playing and so it winds up in this exhibition game between the two you know the, the between the twins and the and the the minor league team and yeah. and if he wins if if the minor league team wins then he gets to be the the manager and if not then he and if they and if the, the twins win then he has to like resign quit you know, all yeah, together yeah, yeah, types. Okay. it's the typical you know another one of those like completely improbable you know yeah. movie things that happens like you a know. full-on wwe yeah a lot career of ending exactly you know it's kind of deal it's all right you know at least they did have some you know consistency with bringing back serrano and dorn you yeah. know and that kind of stuff um joe boo yeah yeah exactly you're still talking about joe boo and and it, it's a this first one, though, I mean, honestly, when it comes to Major League, I think it's one of the better sports movies out there. I agree. Um, and, and you know, I, I'll put it up there. You know, The Natural, obviously, is, you know, we, we're talking about baseball movies. Okay, let's yeah. just talk about baseball rather than just sports. You've got The Natural. That's you've a good got, one. I, I think Eight Men Out is in this. I know you haven't okay. seen it, but it, it, it's, sure. it's really because it, it's, it's a serious movie. Field okay? of Dreams. Field of Dreams, which also deals with the Shoeless Joe Jackson yes, stuff. Yes, it does. You know? um, I think The Sandlot has to go oh, in there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that is... The Sandlot was so many of my summer days when I was a kid. Oh, okay? yeah. I mean, no, that, that was, is totally you know, in the baseball movie um, Hall of Fame right there. I'm trying to think some other killing me small. Some other, I know there's so many good. I'm trying to think of some other like really good baseball movies because I know there there are multiple ones out there. I mean, you know, some people think of or uh, Bull Durham, you know, is one of them that a lot yeah. of people think about. Which it's good. I think that movie is less about baseball and more about the love triangle yeah. than anything. Um, League of Their Own. Oh yeah, how can I forget League of Their Own? That is I mean, a league of their a, own. That's a great movie. A league of their own is a good movie, no matter what. I mean, that movie is. Are you, gr- are are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that movie. Yeah, league of their own definitely, but major league is definitely in that top ten. Yes. You know, so I'm probably maybe in the top. I don't know. We we could we could go through where everybody. I'll be honest. I like I'd the put natural. It in about number four. I like the natural. 
Like, I, I believe that that is a good movie. But have you watched it recently? No, I haven't. Okay. I went back and rewatched it. It's and unless that movie came out in what eighty in the mid eighties somewhere, you know. And it's one of those things that I went back and watched it. Wait, wait, wait. There's another one with um I can't think of his name right now. Um Oh, you're talking about uh Ty, you're talking about Cobb. Have you ever seen no, that one? No, no, no. And that no, one's no, less no. about this, baseball. That's about Ty Cobb. That's no, a, <laughs> this is the one about the 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 high school baseball coach. Oh, you're that, talking about uh um, you're talking about with uh Dennis Quaid. Yes, that um, movie. Oh, that was the name a, of that. That's a the, good movie. Is it the Miracle? Ah, uh, I know we wait. Yeah, because because it, it's loosely based on the the that yeah. picture that you were talking about that like was that was he was a high school coach and then he like actually went and tried out for a team and, and made the league, made the roster. Yeah, and he pitched. For he several suffered years. all the way through the minor league thing, right? And at the end of the movie, gets called up, right? And has his day. It's right. it, that's a great. There's a couple. Movie. Did you ever see Summer Catch? No, that one's not too bad. I mean, it's that's an early two thousands. It's kind of because you know it's got. Is that the one about them going a, to watch Boston? No, no, no. That's uh, you're, you're thinking about um, with uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, no, no. You're thinking about uh, what's the name? It's him and Drew Barrymore. Uh, I refuse to watch that one just on the basics. It's Boston. That it's Boston. <laughs> no, a Summer Catch is the one that's got Freddie Prince Jr. and Jessica Biel, oh, and uh, no. and it's it's a whole minor league. He's playing in the minor leagues, you know, and and at this can't and, stand Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Um, no, you're you're thinking. What's the name of that movie? Oh, I can't remember. And it's so funny because they made that movie as the Red Sox won. They were make they were they were making it as they were like yeah. actually making a run to win their first championship yeah. in eighty six years. You know? It's, yeah, I know. <laughs> who who they they, they broke beat the Cardinals? They I know. broke the curse on the St. Louis Cardinals, which I will always hate them for. Well, let's be honest. That 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 two thousand four. The only reason. The Yan- it's because the Yankees choked. It, that's the only reason that that wound up the way that it did. Curse the you Bambino. Got a three game, you got a three game. You're up 3-0. All you got to do is win one game and you lose four in a row to Boston, of all people. For the, the mass holes. You know, I mean, it's just like. Wow, you went there. Yeah. it's. Uh, I, I wasn't going to go that far. <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far. I wasn't going to involve the entire state there. Yeah, well, I was know, just talking uh, about the Red That's what they call Sox. them, though. I mean, let's be honest. Outside of Philly, can you think of a worse professional fan base than anything located in or in or around Boston? New Jersey Devils. All right, I'll give you that one. Okay, but seriously, think about it. Patriots, screw those guys, screw those fans, screw that team. Okay. Yeah. The the um, um, the Bruins, screw those plant those fans, screw that team. Okay. Red Sox, screw those fans, screw that team. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. Celtics, I might give you that hey, one. Hey, no, okay. no, I you might leave the Celtics alone. I might alone. give you that one. Just, Larry Bird's I know, one of them. I know. They I'll don't get, call him Larry Legend for I know. nothing. I'll give you that one. Okay, I'll give you that one. But really and truly, look at all the rest of those other three. Screw that. Screw those teams, screw those fans. It's, I it's, mean, just – it's. It's not the town that I have a problem with. Yeah. It's it, that ball club in particular. Oh, I know. Because I, I was a Boston Celtics fan back in the day. Right. When, oh, when, yeah. when we all love Larry Bird. Bird. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's uh, yeah. Bird and Robert Parrish and, and uh, Kevin McHale and uh, Danny Ainge. And I mean, yeah, all those guys. I mean, you you got to love, you know, that, that 80s. You want to talk about the originator of trash talking on the court? Oh, yeah. Larry Bird. Bird was well, the you man. Well, you go back to. Um, um, into the, the 60s you know when they went on that big that huge run um when they had um well that 
that Atlanta Hawks game where Bird was oh, so yeah. on fire that he was calling his shots and he literally looked at one of the dudes mm-hmm. and was like, um, rainbow mm-hmm. in the trainer's lap. Mm-hmm. And he shot the ball. It was a rainbow. It was a three-pointer. He ended up in the trainer's lap. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was such on fire oh, that game. That I the Atlanta that so many times. People, the Atlanta Falcons were, or, or Hawks, Hawks, Hawks yeah. were actually applauding him and cheering for Larry Bird, oh, who was playing against him. Larry Bird, he, that's, most people don't know that. that Larry Bird was a trash talker. I mean, a first-class trash talker yeah he was i mean just no ifs ands buts about it whatsoever right. he was I mean, dominique williams he, he flat yeah. looked at him and said i like you rook but i'm going 40 on you right. tonight and dominique <laughs> was like the only thing i can say about it is he only went 39 <laughs> <laughs> exactly wilkins dominic wilkins sorry yeah 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 yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 which is really kind of funny like as we're talking about this you know the, the nba finals are happening and it's phoenix and uh milwaukee yeah, but nobody cares like, I, yeah I, I know it's nobody like, cares like about the nba worse, anymore but it's also like one of the worst case scenarios for the nba to have like those two teams in the finals <laughs> you know roger i mean um uh, uh what's his name stern that used to be the the man the uh commissioner um roger no. is it roger stern is no. it right yeah it was it roger stern Said it best. Like I saw him in an interview one time. Like and they were like, and on on um, Sports Center. You know, it was before the season started. It's like, you know, who would you like to see in the in the finals? And he was like, New York and L.A. Like that's you know that that's obviously you want yeah. New York and L.A. And you know the Clippers almost got in this year. Yeah, you know it wasn't the Lakers, I'm, but it's a. I, I can't stand NBA now. No. I used to watch I the used NBA to love during the, the NBA gl- during the glory the days, eighties and nineties. I know, and even the early, With, very early two thousands, they were still. Yeah. But by the time, like all of those, like the the, the I love this game era of yeah. people were gone. It just didn't appeal to yeah. me any longer. I mean, I'm and sorry, got, I don't. I don't care for LeBron James. I didn't. I, you you know, mean Flop a, James? Yeah. What? I, there's a lot of Mr. those guys. Mr. Big Flop James. There's a lot of those guys that I just never have cared about. I am and, so angry that they are redoing Space Jam with, with LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, I know. I know. That's. I'm, well, I am first off, so angry. First about off, that. let's be honest. Space Jam's a terrible movie. Okay, it is. <laughs> now there's a lot. There's a whole generation of kids that grew up on that movie who yes. were like, "Oh, it's so great!" So I was like, "No, go back and watch. It. It's terrible." Yeah. Okay. And so to to make another one and to put LeBron in there, I'm like, no. It if all it is if, if the only there was reason they're be somebody doing it, who needed to be would have been Kobe. But of course, Kobe can't do it any longer. So I mean, the that's, only reason they're doing it with him is because. LeBron is trying to prove that he's, he's not he's as not good. He's not or better he's than nowhere. Michael Jordan, and he he can't even sit on the same bus. He is not. I don't. And he, I don't. I will argue. I have. I've got a cousin who's much younger than me, yeah. who is all LeBron, 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 LeBron. LeBron, 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 LeBron. Like, like, no, dude. That guy, Michael Jordan is. Even though I, Jordan is one of those things that I, I always respected. Michael Jordan. Yeah. I just didn't like the Bulls. Okay, no. and I was because it's one of those things that you know I was a Pacers fan because I loved I really loved you know uh, Reggie Miller. Yeah, uh, I was a huge Charles Barkley fan. You oh know? yeah, so everybody when he was, was with the Sixers and then yeah. when he was the Phoenix. You know, and so it was one of those things. Like, and well, it's and well, let's be also, honest, it, also, those two guys do not have rings because of Michael Jordan. That's just you know. Well, then you also had the mailman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have you Malone had, you, and Stockton. Both. Stockton yeah. with the Pistons. You had um, you had the Admiral. Right. I mean, yeah, I know. There were a whole bunch. There were a whole bunch of those guys that you know. You, you go, yeah. you go down the line. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, I grew up a Lakers fan. You know, the Showtime era, yeah. the Showtime era. You know, it well, was one of those. Yeah. It's like, I mean, come on. 
Look at that lineup. Well, <laughs> you're not wrong. Magic, I just Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I, I mean, just I hate the AC Green. I mean, it's being just, a Celtics fan, I know, I, hate I know. The Lakers. But for years, it was yeah. one of those two teams that was going to win it. I mean, that yeah. literally it was it was back and forth. But, but now, that, at the same time, I wound up becoming a Detroit Pistons fan but, during the Bad Boy era yeah. because I was like, oh no, these are my guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that rivalry between Jordan and Bird, mm-hmm. I mean. You go back and watch the interviews. Even Jordan at this point is like, Bird is a bad man. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Bird is a bad man. Well, again, it was one of those things that you look at that era. You talk completely different than what we started. You look at that era. It's because we're talking about terrible fan bases and the Boston Red Sox suck. (laughs) I do. I do hate the Red Sox, man. I grew up a Cincinnati Reds fan, so I mean, oh, and, get out of I here! I mean, we're talking like Big Red Machine era, you know, Johnny Bench, and yeah, Dave Concepcion, yeah. and um, what's his name, uh, Ken Griffey Senior, yeah. you know, those guys, I, I, uh, um, uh, Pete Rose, you know, those guys, those are the guys I grew up on. Okay, you know, Johnny Bench used to have that that Saturday morning show was a Johnny Bench and the was it the Baseball Bunch or yeah. what? And it was a uh, San Diego Chicken was on it, you know, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So that's that was my team growing up when I was a kid. See, my team was now, St. Louis Cardinals. The that, Reds, that, I know, same early, division. So that, so. that early, <laughs> yeah. early and mid-80s you know, so St. Louis like when, team. Uh, what's I'm talking about uh, when, when uh, Ozzie Smith plays play well, for him. No, yeah. it wasn't just Ozzie. It was yeah. Ozzie and Lonnie. Oh, I know, I know. You had Mark Herr. Yep. You had, um, oh, the, the guy that was the home run king there before Mark, um, oh, can't remember his name. I, I'm gonna. Lose I'll be it. honest. But, my, my baseball knowledge is not up but to that, what it used to be. So. But that whole early to mid '80s World Series Cardinals. Yeah, that was my. You know, that's been my team forever. And then Atlanta in the late '80s, Atlanta bought them and moved half of them to yeah to Atlanta, and then Atlanta had their World Series yeah. teams. Because yeah, they, well, I never liked Atlanta Braves. So it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was the whole thing too, like with cable television. A lot of people became Atlanta Braves because and of Chicago Cubs yeah. because of TBS the WGN. And WGN. I know, yeah. and it's because that's what you would see. I yeah. mean, that was like you would turn it. You know, pre cable, you only got to see whatever game was on Saturdays, which was usually yeah. the Yankees. Let's be honest; if yeah. it was a nationally broadcast game, it was usually the Yankees playing somebody. You know, if you get sometimes you would get local, you know, stuff around here. It was usually it was either it was Cincinnati yeah. because it was the closest. We're kind of halfway between Cincinnati and Atlanta, but yeah. the thing is, is that you know TBS because Ted Turner owned Atlanta, the Atlanta Braves. They yeah. were exclusive to TBS. So if you're going to get a game that wasn't you know a, a, like that was just a, a regional game, it yeah. was going to be Cincinnati, and that's a lot of how I became a Cincinnati Reds fan. You know, um, well, when I moved to town, the only way I could watch the Cardinals play was to tune into WGN every time they played the Cubs. Right? I hate the Cubs. <laughs> I hate. I the like Cubs. the Cubs. I, that, Look! But, look! Going or, to a game at Wrigley Field is once I got still. My, once I got my car, mm-hmm. there was a hill in Hendersonville. You could pick it up. That on a really when you could pick up the, the, broad, the radio broadcast. When the yeah. ionic uh, atmospheric right. bounce was just right, yeah. I could actually pick up KMOX. Right, right, right. So um, that's I've act, another. I've thing. actually been on KMOX twice. That's another thing we were talking about baseball. Baseball and radio. Oh yeah, have go hand in hand. Oh okay. yeah. I'll admit, baseball, watching it on television, no, is just it's it's boring. Okay, I'll admit it. Okay, it's okay. I, I usually end up taking a nap during yeah. the oh, game. Oh, absolutely. I'm a at the ball field guy. Exactly. Or the radio. Or the exactly. I was going to say there is nothing 
like going to a baseball stadium. Doesn't matter if it's, it's especially minor league. Minor league is a lot yeah. of fun because there's always something going on in between, like you know, in between innings and stuff. Minor league teams are awesome. Major league baseball is the same way, where yes. you're like, no, this is this is how you're supposed to watch baseball. Yeah. But there is something about turning the radio on, having the window open. Yeah. Or you know, like if you're working outside or something, having the radio yeah. on and listening to it while you're you're doing stuff. That is just it's something. The only way I know how to it really it transports you to a different era. It does. It really. I mean, it where I mean. Well, There's just something about that. You know, know, those early games, they were only on radio. Exactly. And those radio announcers had to be super descriptive mm-hmm. and really talk. That's where you got the rise of the color guy. Oh, well, absolutely. You know, because he was giving you the atmosphere. Yeah, and Scully. And the, I mean, you know, that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's... Absolutely. That's where, you, you know, you, you the reason that we know him and Harry Carey and, and people like that is because of their radio. Joe Buck. Joe Buck, yeah. Yeah. Joe, um, Jack Buck. Jack Buck, Jack sorry. Buck, not Joe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, that kind of stuff where it's like, no, this is, we know these radio broadcasters because of this, yeah. you know. And uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, I, I, I got to listen to some Jack Buck stuff, yeah. you know, at one time before he retired, you know. Well, and, it, what's funny is now um, with Predators hockey mm-hmm. here in Nashville. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. they, they actually do a radio broadcast of the game. Yeah, I know. It's a, and I would almost rather listen to the hockey. Or not Shotzi. Um, what's his name? Um, ah, what's the guy's name that does the... I don't I don't know. But, well, you know, Eli Gold did it for a little while. Yeah. Which, another... There you go. Eli Gold. Yeah. Or uh, Larry Munson. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Where but I've gotten to where I'll, I... If I'm not at the game, mm-hmm. I'd almost rather listen to the hockey game. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. On the radio. Yeah. It's, it's a different, again, hockey is another one of those. You really need to go. I've said this many times, many, many times. If you say, oh, I hate hockey, I'm like, come with me to a game yeah. and see how you feel about it. Because it's a completely and, different and atmosphere. And by the way, it's not an arena. It's a barn. Yes. <laughs> it's not a jersey. It's, it's a, a sweater. sweater. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on, folks. It's not this hard. Get know, the terminology right. Hey, especially the fact that, you know, we were almost 25 years into having a team, a professional team here well, in Nashville. Which is good. You know, it's one of those things I knew it would take about 20 years for the people to really embrace hockey around here as a whole because it takes it takes kids growing up with it. Yeah. You know, well, you, I mean, we have high school hockey teams now. Yes. Which I'm real. I really love that. And actually, my, my old high school mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. has a hockey yeah, team. I know. And at some point, I'm going to buy me a Hendersonville there you go. hockey well, you sweater. Know, I've told I've told this story. I played hockey when I was a kid, you know, like nice. right, right off of the miracle on ice happening centennial and centennial nice. i did i played at ice centennial that's sportsplex ice centennial whatever you call it i had no i didn't i couldn't skate i couldn't i was five years old six years old you Dude, know i couldn't roller skate i couldn't roller skate no forget, i learned to skate I, on ice, ice skate. i learned yeah. how to skate on ice you know and i played one one season and then i started to play a second one and i had a i broke my thumb not playing hockey it was off ice you yeah. know and I wound up not playing, and I wish I wish that I had gone back and played like, yeah. later, you know, because my, 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 my parents even being like, hey, you want to go, you want to play this year? The biggest drawback from that was that our practices were usually at like 7 o'clock on a Saturday morning, yeah. which meant that, you know, we were up. I mean, they're, literally my parents tell a story, and I, I remember some too of like them waking me up at like 6 a.m. and yeah. me literally like 
them putting my gear on me while I was sleeping on the couch, you know, type yeah. stuff, you know, like, and sleeping on the way there and then getting on but, the ice and being there for several hours and then coming home and going back to bed and taking a nap, you know. <laughs> but what I find is, you know, things that I can't do myself, mm-hmm. I enjoy watching other people do because it, it's still got like a magic to it. It's yep. like, how do oh, they do that? Oh, I know, I know. And I, I discovered hockey when I was still living in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you know, being kind of in the middle of the state, I get to pick my sports team. So it was like Chicago Bears, Blackhawk Hockey, right. um, St. Louis Baseball. Um, and then when I moved down here, you know, I was still Blackhawk. You know, this, uh, there's no hockey in Nashville. Oh, yeah. There's no Screw hockey. The Blackhawks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there has been a rivalry born of that. Yes. But, you know, I moved down here. It's like, ah, there's no hockey here. There's no hockey here. Somebody introduced well, me to the Nashville Knights. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, the minor league teams that we had. The well, minor see, league team. And then I would start going to the Nashville Knights. When games, I was a kid. I was like, yeah. When I was a kid, when I, when I was first, besides, you know, like the Miracle on Ice yeah. happening, where I was really introduced to hockey was my dad introduced it to me. My dad went to Vanderbilt you know and okay. the, they had a club team oh like, really and we used to go and watch them play okay and so that was kind of like you know there and then a little later on Nashville had before the Knights they had a uh, another minor league team it was called the South Stars which yeah. was uh at the time it was the North Stars you know, Minnesota North Stars of course yeah. and now they're the Dallas Stars now but that was the farm league for them and so I we used to go and watch them you know and they were here for several years and then they left and then the Knights came in well the Predators then, actually did a throwback jersey that paid homage to that first hockey team they did it in the colors and the design of the first hockey team was it of, of which one? It wasn't the, the Knights. Reason, it wasn't the Knights, and it probably wasn't the South Stars because they're actually where the Dixie Flyers That's here it. It was back the Dixie, in like the seventies. It was something. the Dixie yeah. Flyers. That's what it was. That yeah. was before my time, but I do know a little bit of just doing history on. You know, but that the kind Predators of stuff. did a throwback yeah. jersey that paid homage to the Dixie Flyers, right. which I thought was really cool. Yeah, so I wanted one of those, but yeah, you know, who can afford two hundred fifty dollars a pop? Yeah, I know, I know. Well, you know, they did a what was it? They did they did a special jersey a few years ago. Uh, for the for the uh, predators and it was like a it was a, um, a St. Patrick's Day they were in the green you yeah. know, kind of stuff and I saw them at retail and again it was like I can't afford this because they were close to two hundred bucks or whatever yeah. it was you know like oh that well sucks. it's always like more than that for me because I'm you know tent and awning size yeah. here's the funny thing uh, actually getting back to our, our original subject of the major league here, yeah baseball a few years ago I was walking through uh, Opry Mills Mall sure okay and I was walking past. Uh, I think it was sport, and it wasn't sports seasons. I think it was, and I'm not sure if it was Foot Locker, but it was something like, it was one of those where they carry a lot of that kind of stuff. Of course, they have like all of the, you know, the jerseys up on the wall and stuff. And I looked in and I saw this, these, these different jerseys, you know, that were sitting there. And I noticed there was a 99 Vaughn. Nice. And I was like, Ricky Vaughn. Yes. So I went in and looked and they had a Ricky Vaughn. Nice. They had a number 33 Polk High Bundy <laughs> jersey. Oh, nice. They had a, um, uh, oh, what's his name? The 
uh, uh, Ray Finkel. <laughs> I can't remember his number exactly, but you know the kicker and you know from uh, yeah, uh, yeah. They had several like, but there was somebody who had gotten licensed to do these jerseys of different like fiction, fictional characters. You know, yeah. Of all of those, I was really impressed with the Ricky Vaughn, but I really wanted that Al Bundy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was eating at my my local Mexican restaurant up uh-huh. where I met, and I was sitting. We were sitting there, and there was a guy standing at the register, and I happened to look up. And it was like 99 Vaughn yeah. mm-hmm. on the, on his T-shirt. I was like, no, nah, it can't yeah, no. be. And yeah. he turned around, and sure enough, it was a yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland Indians. I was yeah. like, dude, I love your T-shirt. Yeah. And he just kind of looked at me, kept walking. Yeah. Like maybe he didn't even know what he was know. wearing. He was probably not. I mean, probably honestly. Probably got it at a thrift store or could something. Could be. But, yeah, but yeah, I did, like I said, I, I did see. And, of course, they were kind of expensive also. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were around the $100 range, you know. But I was just like, that's kind of cool that those are out there. I, and there were a bunch of other, like, now, whatever. Back oh, there was also a uh, uh, Shane Falco. They oh. had a Shane Falco also. See, yeah. I would love to have a Falco. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. No, but back before I got married and I still had some pocket money. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we all we all feel that. <laughs> I, I had actually gone into sports seasons and got me one of the majestic St. Louis Cardinals. Oh yeah, jerseys, um, which you know isn't you know it's it's not one of the really, right, really nice right. ones, but it's still a nice you know. And for my birthday, some of my friends chipped in mm-hmm. and actually paid to have my name and my back. number yeah, put nice, on the back of nice. it and that's you know i've i have several times looked into getting a special a specialized titans yeah. jersey you know um they're expensive though like they're real expensive yeah. to do um but you know it because it's one of those things that like I, I do love it. I mean, I grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm still a Dallas Cowboys fan, okay? Yeah, we can't I know, perfect. I know. I But, you know, that was, again, we're going back to the, like, the Landry yeah, era. You I know, know. Like, we're talking, like, Randy I, White and, I know. My, uh, my and dad Roger was a, Stahlback. And, my and, dad was a Cowboys yeah, fan. I was being it, raised a Cowboys fan. Jones and Tony Dorsett and, you know, and all and these guys. And when they did what they did to Landry, know, dad quit watching football. So, uh, but it's one of those things with that happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, once... We got the Titans here, and of course, I was really kind of upset because it was the Houston Oilers. Oilers yeah. Like, yeah, screw those guys, you know. But they did rebrand to the Titans, and I, yeah. I thought that was a good, like, yeah, leave let let the Oilers be the Oilers, and, and yeah. come here and like this is a whole this is a whole new franchise, you know. Right. And you know, it's one of those things where I always, you know, that's kind of the growing up in a town that didn't have a professional sports team at all, you yeah. know, and then all of a sudden, in a matter of a year of two years, we had Ho- two. Hockey was first. Hockey was first. That's true. Uh, we got we got the Preds in '98, and then yep. and then we got the Titans. Well, the Oilers started playing here in Nashville in '90 and '98. Also, they played at Vanderbilt, but they were the Tennessee Oilers, and everybody yeah. nobody went to go see them much because they were kind of bad, you know. But then the first year that they were the Tennessee Titans, when they were actually in their own stadium with the time. And after they sold all those PSLs. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. And they ran to the Super Bowl the first year they were here. I mean, yeah. you know, they went all the way to the Super Bowl, and it was like this this town was electric like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of one of those things where, like, all of a sudden we had two professional sports teams, um, and it was like, okay, this is kind of awesome, yeah. you know. And so it was one of those things that, like, all right, you know, the home team, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And, and now we've got – professional soccer we got the mls coming it's in like, yeah we do which once they get the stadium done i want to go out to a, i want to go to a, a match i mean that's uh I, I, I'll, I'll end up getting drunk to it because yeah. miss nay loves soccer right um 
she was actually manager of both the men's and women's oh, uh, nice. soccer teams at her high school. Right. And of course we've had the Nashville sounds, which is a minor league team since the late, the late seventies. Like I remember, I remember when the sounds first played, like going out I to used, Greer stadium. I used to and go out to them. Greer yeah. all the time. We would sit probably 10 or 11 rows up right yep. behind home plate. Yep. So I could watch the pitching come in. Yep. Now, I've been to the new stadium. I once. still have not. Yeah, I know. I know your story on that one. And, and it was the first time I'd been. I'd actually gone with what was going to be my now brother-in-law, mm-hmm. and we got to call in the middle of the game that Dad was on his way to the hospital, and we left the stadium, and he was gone right. before I could get to the hospital. Yeah. So I haven't been able to bring myself to go back to the Sound Stadium yeah, because I of that. Yeah, I understand that. I keep saying I'm going to take my son to a sounds game because I used to love going to the sounds games oh, when I was a kid. Going Man, to that the was always games. anytime my dad was like, Hey, you want to go to sound? Yes, let's go, let's go, yeah. let's go, let's go. You know? But it was like you, for 15 bucks, yeah. you could sit in the good seats right behind home well, plate. I mean, we're going way back to when I was, when I was a kid, yeah. it was a lot cheaper than that. I mean, it was literally one of those things you go in there for next to nothing, you know, yeah. and, and I've sat all over that except for like, you know, the, 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 the box seats, you know, and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, you talking? You talking uh, about the actual? Yeah, I've never been up in one of those. No, I haven't done. But that. I have sat in the old Greer Stadium. I have sat everywhere out there. I was either like, home whether plate it was first or base, third first base, baseline. outfield, like wherever it was behind yeah. the plate. I've sat all over that place, and and there's really not a bad place to be. You no. know, that's a so uh, you know baseball. I, baseball is one of those things that, that we've seen a real decline. In the la- and I'll be honest, it started in '94. Yeah, uh, the You're not strike the, when the strike happened and they canceled yeah. the season. It was four years before people really started coming back, and that was when the home run um, race was going. You yep. know, with uh, Sosa and McGuire. But baseball has never really recovered from that. No, I mean, and, it's just, and COVID this year has not helped. Yeah, you know, and. and but it's just it really did come down to the you know and the thing is, is that other sports have have done that as well you know you know the yep. NBA had a, a lockout in '99 you know missed half the season I think they had another one later as well where they, they only NBA, played like half the season. Uh, hockey missed an entire uh, yeah. was it was it '97 that they didn't play at all or yeah. something like that. And there was a lot of people who said this could be the end of hockey. You yeah, know? thank and, goodness it wasn't. Uh, yeah, thankfully it, it hasn't been. Um, they they managed to come back, and then, and then they had another lockout not years ago or whatever, and they played a truncated season. And yeah, you know it's one of those things that you hate to see that. Foot NFL has come close to it a couple of times where you know they did in the eighties. You know they had like you yeah. know a, you well know, a that's couple. what the whole replacements thing it's based is based on. on. Yeah. yeah, well they actually had two of those. There was one in eighty two and there was one in eighty seven also. Well, there was one and, in eighty seven. Uh, I remember where you know you had the scabs, right? And, you know, right. It was just and so and it's one of those things. You know, like uh, in twenty eleven, you know, ten years ago there was a lockout, but they actually but they got the the new yeah. you know deal worked out before the season started you know and you know every whenever the the collective bargaining agreement comes up there's always talk of another one and this and that but it's one of those things i think the nfl has has knows that if they ever have another one of those situations it's like over strike year or that yeah and and it's uh because people are already leaving it's i the, mean they're looking at what's going on with the nba yeah and nobody's watching the nba Dude. Dude, nobody cares. Before now, granted, this was well. Actually, no. 
during these playoffs this year, yeah, like in some of the earlier rounds, there were like reruns of shows that were drawing more, you know, uh, more viewers than the the yeah. those games. I do know that because um, ESPN has the NBA um, contract, you know, they have Sunday night games. Yeah, uh, before the, before the playoffs, there was a game that barely drew a hundred thousand viewers. Yeah. I mean that, and I, and it wasn't like, Oh, we got two of the worst game, you know, two of the worst teams in the league. It was like, no, there was like profile people here that nobody was watching it, you know? And it's one of those things that the NBA didn't watch it. They could not be around. Now the problem is, is they have these big television deals and that's what's keeping them afloat. You know, the ESPN. Yeah, but that that's not going to pay rent at the it's true. basketball stadiums it's true, for you long. Know, so, I mean, it's just, it kind of, it is what it is. I mean, people don't, because sports is a very, it's a, something you have to watch live. Yeah. Um, it, it just is. It's, it's, and it's, so therefore it's not like, it's not on demand like so much of our other media. You yeah. Know, movies and all that And let's be stuff. honest, the, the generations coming up behind us, they're not watching as much no, sports as not. what... Our they're generation, not, the generations before us, they're not us did. playing as much sports either. No, you know, that's, and if they uh, do, it's stuff like soccer, right? Or you Which, know, you know, I'm not a huge soccer fan. I'm okay, not I mean, either. it's like World Cup comes around, I'm watching it. You know, I, that, I I'm kind of one of those. I'm kind of one of those people. I'm you know? sorry, I want to know when the game's over. <laughs> when your clock is still climbing, I know, I know. No, we're in the bonus time. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, it's like uh, oh, well, the clock ran out. No, we're in the bonus time. Right, this know, game's going to run for another two hours. No, no, it's screw you. I, I, I want to know when the game's over. There, there are a few things. You know, hockey before the lockout in ninety was it ninety seven? I think it was. Is it ninety six or ninety seven? No, it was ninety five. It was ninety. It was the year after baseball. I remember that. Okay. Uh, they had a contract with Fox, and and Fox was trying to make it quote-unquote more exciting so they that was when they had like the uh they would put a blue dot on the the puck yeah so it was going around and then even when they would take a shot there was a red streak behind it you yeah know? And it was kind of one of those things it was cheesy especially if we're talking about like mid-90s you know but what it was, was doing was it was training people, people to watch where the puck is and how, how how's this game played right and it was training people how to watch have, the game they have made some more changes in the game since then like yeah. uh they got rid of the uh, was it the red line or was it the red line yeah, they got rid of the red line. Uh, and they made a few changes to the rules here and there to kind of make it a little more television and, and like, you know, a little more friendly to people. You Because know, let's be honest, if you don't know anything about the rules of hockey, it can be kind of like, what's icing? What's this? What's that? You know, and it's like, okay, this is – and you kind of have to, like, sit there and, and explain this to newbies. Well, you know, that's the reason the Predators did Hockey 101. Exactly. For, for like, the first five years. Yeah, exactly. They would they, – and, they they, they, and I have to say this about the Predators – and about a lot of hockey teams. Like, like, you know, Tampa Bay just won back-to-back uh, -back championships. Okay? Yeah, screw those guys. I know. Well, hey, at least they beat the Canadians. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we did beat Canada at their own game. So yeah, that's <laughs> true. USA! Exactly. USA! Just kidding, guys. You know, I'll be honest. I was actually kind of pulling for the Canadians because uh, they're one of the original seven. If you yeah. know anything about – you, I know you know, but if you know anything about hockey, there's the original seven, and the Canadians are one of them. And I was kind of like – I'd kind of like to see one of the original sevens, which was one of those things because, you know, Tampa went down to, to, to game seven in the, in the semifinals yeah. against uh, the Islanders. And I was like, oh, I'd love to see an Islanders-Canadians. See, I can, you know. I can almost agree with you as long <laughs> as it's not the friggin' Red Wings. Oh, yeah. No. Screw, Screw those the Red guys. Wings. Believe me, there, there are – Screw the Red Wings. Screw the Devils. Screw the Devils. I have my own reasons for that. 
and and screw the Bruins, like I already said. Yeah. Okay. Chicago. I, 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 screw, no, no. Screw the Blackhawks. No, hold on. No. Just because we have a rivalry with them doesn't mean that we can't play nice. Screw the Ducks. <laughs> really, although although we did the last four times that they made it into the playoffs. <laughs> the Bruins, I really don't have one way or the other. I don't care. The Ducks, I don't really care but, but one here's, way or here's, the other. But here's my big one. Yeah. I'm not even going to be nice. Fuck the Penguins. Okay? <laughs> that is... <laughs> I don't like the Penguins. That is one of those... I often I say... I really don't like I Crosby. Don't, I do not use the word hate very often. I can use it in pro sports for two teams, and they're both, they're both Pittsburgh. It's, it's the Penguins and the Steelers. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I actually don't have a problem with the Steelers. I which know. Are, in fact... Um, that goes back... In fact, one of my Kentucky players, okay, Benny that's Snell, fine. That's is fine. playing that's fine. at Pittsburgh. Hey, you know, I, I enjoy my, watching One Benny of my Snell. Alabama... You know, they, they drafted uh, Najee Harris this year. He's, gonna, he's going to be their, their lead running back. No, you leave... No. no. Harris, did you watch Harris play last year? Have you watched him over the last couple of you years? Mean is, you mean Benny no, Snell? No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, uh, Najee Harris. They drafted him in the first round this year. He is going to be their lead back. There is no ifs, ands, buts about it. Snell will, will get his touches. Don't, don't get me wrong. They had one – I'm talking about all sports. Pittsburgh had one of the worst uh, – had one of the uh, – the, I think they were, they were ranked like number 30 in rushing yards last year. I mean, they were bad. Uh, and that was the whole reason that they they drafted Najee Harris. You know, he was a he was a Heisman finalist. Well, you got to put so, people in front of Snell to get him open. Well, yeah, can I know. But I mean, it's just he had now, the same problem that Chris Johnson had with the Titans Najee, because they figured out that you know he Najee could run. is Najee is a is a power. I mean, he's he's a lot like Derrick Henry. I mean, they're they're kind of that yeah, same. Yeah. You know, he was kind of he was he's kind of was the one that stepped into that Henry role. You know, after yeah. he was after he was drafted. So it's one of those things. We'll see what happens. I know we're, we're talking a lot of sports here, so it's <laughs> yay sports. I love sports. I'm glad, I'm so glad the NFL is getting ready to start up again. Like <sighs> I am. I know we're in that dead period right now. You know, between the last OTAs and whenever training camp starts, and yeah. it's like, uh, come on. I know you're not as big on the NFL as I am, but I mean, I've got. You know, I'm in, I'm really into. I mean, it. I, I might watch a game years. if you know oh, if it's yeah. on at the restaurant or something. Now I'm, I do I'm in front of the television every Sunday watching the Titans. I kind of keep up with my Chicago on. Bears a little yeah. bit, which it looks like we may be revamping at quarterback again. Yeah, you've got um, uh, what's his name, um, Dalton. Yeah, and but they they drafted a uh, a quarterback this year that was Fields. Is it Justin Fields that they yeah. that they drafted out of uh, Ohio State? It, so it, it and that potentially nice. could be a good. It long-term. would be nice to actually see the Bears do. something something again hey look so. we all love the 85 bears okay that was everybody everybody loved the 85 bears i mean that was just look at who was on that oh team. i know i mean come on including jeff fisher yeah well no fisher well fisher was he actually yes on the 85 yes, he, bears he was like, in the as, video is he yes he is i don't know about he is that. in he is in the super bowl shuffle video hold on i'm gonna look this up because i think we've had this We've had this discussion before, and I think that was actually after he had his injury, and he had he wasn't really on the team any longer. Uh, hold up, I could be completely wrong. But about I love that. I love my Bears. I just I don't watch the NBA, uh, NFL like I used to. Um, 
In fact, I don't really keep up with any sports other than Kentucky basketball much anymore. It says... I don't know. I would have to. I'll, we'll, I'll I don't look care. It up. It doesn't Fisher matter. played for Ditka. He did, he did play for Ditka, and he was a special teams guy. You know, I mean, yep. that was a. Um, That's and, the reason I had no problem cheering for the Titans. Yeah, because it was a it was it was a proxy Bears cheer. Yeah, for I me. got you that one, but Jeff Fisher turned out to be a not so great coach. Uh, Jeff Fisher couldn't do what he needed to do because Bud Adams wouldn't let go of the reins. Jeff Fisher, whether it was here or when it was when he was in St. Louis, and then for about half a season in, in L.A. before they fought, before he resigned. Uh, and you know the reason he resigned, right? He, he resigned midway through the season because if he lost one more game, he was going to be the losingest coach of all time in the NFL. Like, had the most losses, you know, of any other coach but ever he, in the NFL. But yet he was campaigning to take over the Vanderbilt football oh, team after, no. what's his name? Now, I'm not happy. I'm, I'm interested to see what Eddie George is going to do at TSU. Yeah, that's going to be interesting because you know he's going to put together an all-star. I mean, an all-star oh, yeah. uh, staff. I mean, it just uh, you want to talk about an all-around nice guy. Yep, Eddie George is great. I've met him before, and he is. I've a run really into cool him a guy. couple times, and he has no problem just stopping and talking to oh, you for a minute. I know, and it's just like, oh, he's just a normal dude. Yeah, you know. Um. Uh, Anyways, I don't. Know. We've gone so far off the rails here. So. This train. We're into sports talk now. It's this, a- this train didn't just derail. This thing went off the bridge. So, I'll give you this. I'm talking about the '85 Bears. Uh, Mike Singletary yeah. is a guy that we all love and we all want to see succeed. But he, I think, he's never going to be a good head coach. He is. He's been given so many chances and it just has not worked out. And he's a good coordinator. Like, yeah, let him be a defensive coordinator. You know, he learned from one of the best, Buddy Ryan. Yeah, I mean that is a, and him and Buddy Ryan were were like tight up to the end. You know, up till the time that the Buddy passed. You yeah. know, and uh, and Singletary is one of those dudes that like, I, dude, I would, I would like to have four of those guys playing linebacker for me. <laughs> you know, <that's> he <laughs> he was one of those guys you did not want to line up across no. from because he would tear your head he off. Absolutely, and and but. Nicest then, guy off the field. And then laugh at you for right. doing it. But the nicest guy off the field. Yeah. Soft spoken, very, I mean, very, you know, articulate and very, I mean, you could tell he was a very intelligent person, you know, and that kind of stuff. But well, on the field, kill you. That, that's mm. the thing is that most people, you know, look at athletes and be like, oh, meathead. Yeah, whatever. Uh, dude, those guys have to be brainy to keep up with everything well, that's going they on. They always, they always say you're smart. The, the closer you get to the ball, the smarter the guys are like, you know, it's like, so your offensive line is usually where you see this, like the, the truly like smartest people on the field, you know, and it literally it's one of those things, the center being, you know, like I said, the closer you get to the ball. Yeah. Uh, we've known from experience that you don't have to be smart to play quarterback. Uh, <laughs> Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Oh, we can go down the line. Of Tom Brady. Of uh, what? No, what's his name? Um, that played in, in um, that played for the Jets, um, uh, San, Mark Sanchez. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we can go down the line of a lot of those guys. Wow. You know? Okay. But you start looking at offensive linemen, and they're usually like the smartest guys on the field. You yeah. know, it's same thing with the defensive line yep. and the linebackers of like, oh, now you get into the secondary, and sometimes those guys are just <laughs> – they are what they are. Sharks. You know? Yeah. They're sharks. Exactly. You know, you look – it's like, hey, you know, especially if you're, if you're playing – if you're playing free safety – 
you pretty much have a license to kill somebody. <laughs> it's what you dig. What that's you my got. position. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to go kill the quarterback. I can do that. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, especially hey, wide receivers come across the middle. We're going to do. We take his head off. Of course, they've changed the rules now to where you know you can't. Do I know that they've, as much, they've kind of sissified the NFL. Yeah, but you know that's one thing I, I, that irritates me about the NFL is they're cracking down on the fights. You still well, get an occasional fight, but they're hey, not like they used fights, to be. No, 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 no. The best fights, besides a hockey fight, are baseball fights. That's not a fight. That's a riot. Well, yeah. Well, what, any, but any, here's the thing. Okay. Anytime you so when I know both benches clear. Right. That's a full on riot. Sometimes now here's what. Okay, so I had a a, a coach. He was Gene Manise. Okay, he he actually played. Uh, he played for the Sounds. Like back, my mom went to high school with him. Okay. Um, he was uh he played for the sounds and he wound up he, he wound up playing for the tigers for a couple of seasons you know he actually made it to the yeah, majors that's a team that you don't ever hear anything out of it's and because they're detroit <laughs> well i used to enjoy watching the tigers play I yeah mean, that was so but it's one of those things where like he played you know played a lot of minor league played a little bit of majors but mainly minor league stuff you know and so like he yeah. was one of our coaches at school he was a baseball coach he also was assistant football coach you know and a few things and uh coach Benice, you know he was talking about baseball fights one day he, he taught health class you know we were in there of course i was manager for the football team for three years four years three years and so it was one of those things i knew all the coaches and that kind of stuff and yeah, yeah so but it was one that he was talking about baseball fights and he's like he's like Here, here's the deal with a baseball fight a usual baseball fight you have two guys in the middle who are actually fighting yeah you have a ring of guys around the outside who are pushing each other and talking a lot of a lot of junk yeah and then you just have everybody else huddled around, <laughs> just kind of like not really doing much of anything. <laughs> Trying to keep the umpires out of the mix. Yeah, so pretty the fight much, you end. know, yeah. that, that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, now, on occasion, you will see a good baseball brawl. I mean, where it's yeah. everybody's going at it, you know, and you even get, you know, managers involved sometimes, which is always funny. <laughs> but, <laughs> of course, yeah. we always got to go back to the, you know, when a pitcher hits somebody. Oh, you yeah. kind of have you got to go back to the Nolan Ryan. Um, yeah. Oh, what was it? I can't remember the other guy's name now. Oh, I can't believe I can't remember his name. But him rushing, rushing the mound, and Nolan Ryan like turning around and getting him in a headlock, and he's just like beating the crap out of his head. <laughs> you want to talk about a bad man? Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan was, was a, not to be messed the with. The old man was a bad man. I know. I know. But then that was the whole thing because oh god, who was that? That's gonna kill me. I can't pull that. Um, well, then you got that picture for the Rockies that killed a bird with a pitch. Oh, that was uh, that was Randy Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, no, that was Randy Johnson when he was playing. He was in Seattle. Oh, is, is that, that what it yeah, was? Yeah. yeah, and that was the oddest thing. That bird just flew. I mean, literally, like it just so happened that bird flew through right as he. And of course, you know, Randy Randy Johnson threw consistently high nineties, low hundreds. Yeah. And, and he was like what six? He was five yeah. They called him the something? big unit for a reason. Yeah. I mean, because he was he was a tall dude and just lanky and could throw like a well. By the everything. time he got laid out at his full pitch, right? His arm was halfway to the plate anyway. Um, Robin Ventura. That's, yeah, yeah, it was Robin Ventura. the The funny thing about that is Ventura is a young guy. And he gets hit, and he's talking, yeah. you know, and everything, and all. And he's like walking down first base, and no, actually, no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He took a couple steps towards first base, and then all of a sudden, just took off at Nolan Ryan. Yeah. And Nolan Ryan, again, being the seasoned veteran that he is, is just like, all right, let and the young, like let the young, fire plug. Yeah, let the young guy 
to expend all this energy. And he put his head down, like tried to tackle him basically. And Nolan Ryan turned his back to him and caught him in a headlock yep. immediately. Now he's going to do whatever he wants to. Yep. And he just starts wailing on him, like just punching him in the face and the head. <laughs> Yep. Like I said, there's nothing there's nothing better than a good baseball fight. You know, that's uh, uh although back in the day always beware of the old man. Some NBA fights could be interesting, you know. Every once in a while. You know, yeah. uh you go back to the nineties, you know, those um there was two different years in the playoffs where the the Knicks and the Heat yeah. had bench clearing brawls and people were suspended and what was so funny is Jeff Van Gundy who was the coach of <laughs> who was who was coaching the Knicks at the time and like him like he's got a hold of um of uh oh god what's his name the, the center for the Knicks no no it wasn't no it wasn't it was uh the center for the Heat it was um Oh, I can't believe I can't remember his name now. Uh, anyway, anyways, but he, he, you know, he's he's you know, Jeff Van Gundy is like five ten. You yeah, know, tops. I mean, just this little. He's got a hold. Of he's the got footer. a hold of this guy, like trying to. Like, it's so funny looking. It's just it's like get off me, mosquito. <laughs> oh man, that was so funny. Oh God. Anyway, so we've talked about we've we've been going on way too long about sports. I think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, major you, League. Watch would you Major wrap League. This up? I've got to yeah. go use the bathroom. Yeah, watch Major League. It, it's a great movie. Um, you get to see, you know, you, you get to see. Um, now my mind's all completely blank on everybody that's in this movie. Uh, you get to see Renee Russo and. Um, Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger, kind of, you know. Charlie you, Sheen. You get to see Charlie Sheen, and actually, you get to see Charlie Sheen, Rene Russo, and Wesley Snipes on the way up. Yeah. You just see Tom Berenger when he's kind of like at his peak, yep. you know, type thing. And it's just, it's a good story. It's it's a lot of fun. It's Even if you don't like baseball, it's a lot of fun, because it really and truly, the base, it's it's more the off-the-field stuff than it is on yeah. the field. Now, baseball course, is kind of secondary to it the really story. It really is. It really is. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, go and check out our our social media. We have a links to everything. Remember, we are now on Discord. Discord. Discord is going to be a lot of fun. Not sure what it is yet, but uh, we're there. We'll figure it out along the way. Oh. I'm sure we'll figure out some way to break it. So, it's <laughs> 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 so guys, or get banned. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It'll be uh, your that's, fault. That's it. Probably it'll will. be your fault it that we get banned will. from Discord. It probably will. So, uh, anyways, guys, thank you so much for joining us once again. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith. I'm the other guy, Big Dave, and we'll see you next time. See you. Just a bit out.